This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we begin a new week of broadcasting. This week, we're going to be talking about the Feast of Dedication. Dedication in Hebrew is the word Hanukkah. So Hanukkah is a feast that's celebrated on the 25th day in the month of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. And it's celebrated in the winter right around Christmas time. In fact, in John chapter 10, verse 22, the word says, At that time, the feast of the dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. We want to point out that other than this, there's no mention of the Feast of Hanukkah. It's written in the book of Maccabees, which is historically correct, but it hasn't been canonized to be part of what is known as the authentic Bible in in the Hebrew Bible or certainly in the New Testament as well. So this is a significant historical event as well as very, very important to understand the end of the days. The history of it basically is this. When Alexander the Great died, his kingdom was divided among four of his generals. One of them was a man named Antiochus IV, who ruled from Syria, but his rulership included the land of Israel. He was a tyrant and wanted to Hellenize, in other words, impose the Greek language, thought, religion, and culture on all those people who were under his rule. I'd like to read a portion from 1 Maccabees, beginning at verse 41, so you get an idea of how powerful he tried to destroy the Hebrew faith. In 1 Maccabees, beginning at verse 41, we read these words. The king, meaning Antiochus, issued a decree throughout his empire. His subjects were all to become one people and abandon their own laws and religion. The nations everywhere complied with the royal command, and many in Israel accepted the foreign worship, sacrificing to idols and profaning the Sabbath. Moreover, the king sent agents with written orders to Jerusalem and the towns of Judea. Ways and customs foreign to the country were to be introduced. Burnt offerings, sacrifices, and libations in the temple were forbidden. Sabbaths and feast days were to be profaned the temple and its minister to be defiled. Altars, idols, and precincts were to be established. Swine and other unclean beasts were to be offered in sacrifice. 
They must leave their sons uncircumcised. They must make themselves in every way abominable, unclean and profane, and so forget the law and change all their statutes. The penalty for disobedience was death. So we see strict rule to destroy the faith that the people of Israel lived in. And this was about 168 B.C. Now, while a lot of people just went along with what they were saying because there were economic advantages of being Hellenized, there were some in Israel that vehemently opposed this Hellenization. They had a deep respect for the word and they wanted to maintain the Hebrew faith. And among them were a group of people in the town of Modin, M-O-D-I-N. Mattathias was the father of four sons, and one of them was called Judah of Maccabee. And when the father died, Judah of Maccabee led a revolution against this. They wanted to drive out this this force that was trying to eliminate the Hebrew faith. And actually, in three years later, in 165 B.C., they entered Jerusalem. And you must keep in mind from what we just read from Maccabees, they desecrated the temple. They even slaughtered pigs on the altar. This is called in in the Bible, and we'll touch on it in a little while, the abomination of desolation. And you know, a pig was an unclean animal. The Jewish people didn't even eat of it. And here they even slaughtered one on the altar. So this was a great victory for the people of Israel. And Judah Maccabee is a hero of the faith. And this is what we want to talk about. Because we, in this day and age, can either go along with things as as unbelieving people want to rule and reign over us, or we could stay steadfast to the word of God. And as an aside, we read in Jewish writings that the temple had a candelabra that was lit every evening, and all the oil used for temple use was desecrated. And there was only one container of oil found with enough oil to burn for one day. Yet, as the story goes, there was enough oil to burn the candle for eight days. The menorah, an eight-branch menorah, was stayed lit for stayed lit for eight days, which was really a miracle. And it's interesting. We're going to talk about that menorah with eight branches during the course of this week. But this commemorates, and this shows why the Hanukkah is not just a feast of dedication, it's also the feast of light. And Jesus, of course, came and says, I am the light of the world. And believers, Jew and Gentile believers, are called the light of the world. But we want to talk this week primarily what the prophetic significance of Hanukkah is, because it's a picture of the last days when Antichrist will come and again bring about an abomination of desolation when he declares himself to be king and God. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter, let's begin in um, chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9, if you have your Bibles, we want to look at a few scriptures which talks about what is to take place in the future. Daniel 9 verse 27 all right, I hope you're with me. Daniel nine twenty seven, And he made a firm covenant with the many for one week. This is talking about the Antichrist. But in the middle of the week, he will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offering on the wing of abominations, 
and will come one who makes desolate even under a complete destruction one that is this, this one that is decreed is poured out on the one who makes the desolation go with us to chapter 11 11 verse 31 we read these words and forces from him will arise desecrate the sanctuary fortress do away with the regular sacrifice and they will set up the abomination of desolation so we see in Hanukkah, it's a picture of what's going to happen when the Antichrist comes and tries to destroy the people of Israel as well. And in chapter 12, verse 11, and from the time that the regular sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Again, we know that in Jeremiah chapter 31, it talks about the new covenant, but in chapter 30 in Jeremiah, it talks about the time of Jacob's trouble. So we see a foreshadowing in the Feast of Hanukkah, in the Feast of Dedication, the Feast of Lights, what will happen at the very end of this age. Well, you know, Shelley, there are some people that are not aware that a third temple, according to the scriptures, will be built in Jerusalem. So you can't have sacrifices without a temple. You can't have an offering without a temple. And according to the scriptures, what you're talking about to clarify to our listeners is you're talking about a third temple being built in Jerusalem. So there's a lot of, um, what, scriptures that are not mentioned because we're going to be talking about Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, this week. Uh, to not bring confusion to our listeners, um, some Christians do not believe that a third temple will be built because the scripture tells us that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. As Jewish believers, um, and many believers from the nations, do believe that a temple, again, will be rebuilt before the Lord returns. And uh, that's what you're talking about, isn't it, Shelley, that it's a prophetic picture of what happened in the days of uh, the Maccabees and what will happen at the end of the age. Now, I'm glad you mentioned that, Junie, because there's so many things that we could talk about. But as you said, we want to focus in on the meaning of the Feast of Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, because while it is a foreshadow and while we do believe there will be another temple built and and the uh, Satan himself, the Antichrist, will go into that temple and desecrate it. And there will be that will be called again the abomination of desolation. And it's also in the New Testament as right, well. Right. So it's not just because you and I believe it. It's right, written. Right. In the scripture. Okay. And perhaps sometime in the future we could go into an elaboration of the end days. But we need to see that Hanukkah, as it was described in the book of Maccabees, and historically it is, it is true, it is a foreshadow of what shall take place. But what we want to do is make it very practical for us today. What is the meaning of it? 
because there's many attacks. Of course, we see anti-Semitism coming against the Jewish people again. And we see so many attacks coming against Christians all over the world. And these, we have often said on the radio that these are days of preparation. We cannot be uh, not on our, we need discernment. We need the spirit to lead us. We need to hear what the Lord is saying. And we need to be very well versed in the Bible. We need to know the word of God. So what the emphasis on our uh, radio program this week will be is what can we learn from the Feast of Hanukkah? What, what can we learn about what happened in Israel? There were liberal elements in the country that said, hey, it's okay as long as we can continue in, in our way of life. So we'll do this, we'll do that. They, was, they were compromised. They were, wanted to, they were willing to be assimilated into a new culture when God called them to be separated. And God has called our Jewish people to be separated and not to be like all the other nations. And we'll see in scriptures the God calls born-again believers to be separated. We're not to be worldly. We're not to live in the wisdom of the world, but we're supposed to live by the wisdom of God. And so I look forward to reading from the book of Maccabees and also talking about the uh, tradition of our people with Hanukkah and how that is connected with Jesus and with the Festival of Lights and I want to thank you, Lord, that you are the light of the world. Yes, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, that you clarify and make clear all things yes. in its time. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. <laughs>